As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You have to know how many dollars you spend in relation to how many dollars you make. And you have to know how everything correlates, you know, the, all the cause and effect of what it is you're doing. Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? Are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about we do all this for free? Yeah, sure. Free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name. Episode 565 titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for, or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And... He is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Now I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free and then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely wound up being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company, and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff. And I hope you're having a best ever weekend because it's Saturday. We're doing a special segment called Situation Saturday, where our best ever guest talks about a sticky situation they were in and how they overcame it. How are you doing, Chris Clotier? I'm doing phenomenal, man. How are you? I am doing phenomenal as well, and nice to have you on the show again. And best ever listeners, if you recognize Chris, well, that's because he's been on the show before. Originally, he was on episode number 58. That's it. 
5.8 titled Turning Smiles into Profits where he talked about his customer service program and how they call every single client of theirs with his turnkey company every month and get feedback. And actually from that interview, I implemented a question that you talked about, Chris, where you talked about how you always talk to potential partners about the mistakes that they've made. And if they say they haven't made any, then they either are being dishonest or they haven't been in the game long enough. And I actually ask that on my normal format ever since then for the last 900 episodes because of you. Wow. Are you kidding me? 900 episodes. That's cool. I'm glad I could contribute to that. Yeah. There's been so many good answers as a result of that. So there's so many lessons learned just from you mentioning that one thing I guess it was 900 days ago. I guess that's how it works. Isn't that crazy? 900 days ago, whenever we talked. Well, a little bit about Chris. He is the co-owner of Memphis Invest. It's one of the largest passive turnkey real estate companies. Memphis Invest does over $100 million in annual revenue. They purchase over 600 single-family homes yearly in Memphis, Dallas, and Houston. He's based in Memphis, Tennessee. With that being said, Chris, do you want to give the best ever listeners just a little bit more about your background, and then let's dive into the tough situation you were in? Yeah, absolutely. You bet. As you said so eloquently, I am a partner at Memphis Invest, and I am partners with my father and my younger brother, my older brother, Kent. While maybe not being a partner in the company, obviously a huge influence on us. He's got his own real estate company out there in California, but The point of that is that my family, all of us, we've been raised in this very entrepreneurial environment. And ever since we were kids, I started working when I was 11. And everything that we've ever done has been really customer service centric. I guess no matter what the industry was, no matter what the particular company was that we started, each of us has started our own companies and always based on customer service, no matter what the product was. And so just for that quick little background, we're managing, as you said today, uh, 4,000 properties for passive investors from around the country. We love real estate. We love probably more than anything is just being in business in general. We love having clients and vendors and team members and building things. I mean, that's just, I guess it's in our blood. It's in our nature from doing it for so long to this point. From managing 4,000 properties to buying a whole bunch of properties on an annual basis to building companies, I know you've come across many sticky situations, so you've got lots of different stories to choose from. Which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about one that may hit closer to home for many of your listeners, and it's just about doing a deal yourself and kind of, I'm going to talk about bravery, you know, being brave enough to go out there and try and, and uh, take on a challenge on your own rather than feeling like you have to go with a partnership. And, and really it boils down to early on several deals that I had done went really well and one went south really fast. But the point of it was is that all of it I did with a partner because I wasn't brave enough to go out on my own. And it's interesting for me because I look back on it. I had all the tools. I had everything that I needed. I just didn't have the confidence and the bravery to go on my own. And so I chose a partnership instead, not to let the cat out of the bag on the front end, but that's a partnership that no longer exists. And it's a friendship that got hurt because of it. So I would love to share that. Yes, please do. You have piqued my curiosity. (laughs) Well, I was in Denver, Colorado recently at the uh, best ever conference event out there in Denver. And it gave me a chance to, kind of go back to some of my old stomping grounds where I got started as a real estate investor. It's also the place I founded my first company, which was a grocery arbitrage company. And I was 
very successful thanks to having some really good mentors in my family and around me that helped me to build my first company successfully. And I was taking my earnings from that company and I began to invest in real estate. The biggest challenge that I had was the fact that I should have been smart enough to look around me and say, I'm a smart person. I've got good people around me. I've paid attention. I've got good mentors. I built a business at the time that was very successful, but I still felt like I needed a partner in order to invest in real estate. Okay. The fix and flip kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. rather than pick the best partner, I picked, let me just be clear, great guy, phenomenal person. He was a good friend of mine. But the problem was that neither one of us had any experience in real estate. And the funny thing was, is we both were scared of losing. And rather than lose alone, we chose to lose together. (laughs) That's what happens so often in partnerships. We made the decision to be partners for all the wrong reasons. Not because he had strengths and I had strengths, but because we both had a weakness, which was lack of faith, lack of bravery, lack of courage to go do it on our own. And to be fair to him, he was already a long-term buy and hold landlord that was doing okay but we were going to do some fix and flip homes. And in the end, we picked a couple of deals and we were doing well. We had no idea that we were spending twice as much as we needed to spend and taking twice as long to do it, but we were selling the houses and making money. And we mistook making money for success, if you know what I mean. We were not doing a good job of anything. We were just spending money. Well, selling houses and making money, that on the surface certainly appears to be success from a business standpoint. I'm glad you said that because you're right. But that was our problem was that anybody that is successful over long term knows that you have to track your progress. You have to know how many dollars you spend in relation to how many dollars you make. And you have to know how everything correlates, you know, all the cause and effect of what it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. So for us, we were moving so fast. We both were, had other successful companies that we were making money in. Neither one of us were holding each other accountable to anything. One of the tips I always share from Station of Our Talk is inspect what you expect, which neither of us were doing. We basically were just kind of relying on the other to be the smart one. And I look back now, it's really funny. We were making some money. We could have done much better. And what did us in eventually was a home that we chose that this is how fickle real estate is. It was right there in Denver and it was a matter of 200 yards was the difference between us making money and losing a lot of money. Hmm. And we lost over six figures on this deal and it broke apart our partnership, certainly. And we're just not really friends anymore because of it, because there's a lot of animosity towards each other because neither one of us were holding ourselves accountable, much less the other. The problem is that we purchased a home that was literally two blocks away from where it needed to be, both school district, taxing district, the way that homes were going to be appraised and what would be used as comparable sales. It literally was the difference between a home being worth 500000 and a home being worth 300000 mm-hmm. And we owned the home in the 400s. And so we held a house for a very long time. I continue to write checks for it, write checks for it, write checks for it. And I tell people on the backside when it's all said and done that I went into a partnership with someone that I was comfortable with, someone who told me all the right things that I needed to hear. Like I was a good business person and I was smart and 
I was obviously successful. I had money together. We would be able to fix and flip homes. And I did not partner up with someone who had the ability to run good forecasts of as far as what we're spending and how to budget that money and how to model that money. I didn't partner with someone who could pull comparable sales and could analyze the difference between that 200 yard difference, that two blocks that really sunk us. I didn't partner with the person that had the right skill set for me because my skill set was absolutely at my business and I had money and I had the ability to stay organized and stay on point, but I didn't know real estate. My partner, unfortunately, didn't have money, but also didn't have the real estate skills that were needed. So he's managing a project that he didn't know how to do. It ended up being a disaster. And I go back to the very first thing I said is that when we're choosing a partner and we're choosing a partnership, I did it out of fear. And that is never a good reason to go into any type of, whether it's a real estate transaction or a business transaction, you should never enter one out of fear. Like I said, we were fearful of losing money. And so rather than losing money as individuals, we lost it together as a partnership. Based on what you said, it sounds like you need someone who has the right skill set to compliment you or fill in the blank for whoever is the person who's looking for a partnership. But when do you know that you should have a partnership versus going on your own and doing your own deal? If your choice to go into a partnership is based on your own fear whether it's fear of unknowns, whether it's fear of failure, whether it's fear of taking on a really big project and being highly successful, which believe it or not, that's a fear that a lot of people have. When they haven't done a really big project, they're perfectly capable of doing it, but the simple fact they haven't done it before is a fear that makes them bring on a partner instead. So when you're making a decision on whether to bring a partner in based on fear of what could happen, then you're probably not ready to bring on a partner. It needs to be a partnership, and you nailed it, Joe, perfectly, that you need to take on a partner when you can look around the landscape and say, I'm able to bring these particular skills to this project. And it may be that in my case, I didn't have the time or the experience to know how to do comparable sales. So I wasn't sure how to comp a property properly at the time. I did not have enough experience negotiating with contractors to negotiate pricing. I had been basically a very passive investor up to that point. And so I needed to bring someone in if I was going to partner that had the experience of negotiating with contractors, getting them hired, keeping them on track. Because I knew all those things had to be done. I just hadn't done them before. And if I had just spent a little bit of time sitting down thinking about it, I would have realized that even though I'd never done it, I negotiated with contractors daily. It was a different kind of contractor, but I've been negotiating for years. I knew exactly how to negotiate a contract. I knew exactly how to negotiate work to be done. I could have easily contacted one of the top real estate agents in the area because I knew the things to do. I just didn't do them. I strictly chose a partner based on fear rather than I look at myself in the mirror and saying, I know how to do this. I've been a successful business person. I've been in the local real estate investors association. I'm surrounded by smart mentors. I can do this. I chose to take the easy route, which was I'll get a partner instead and let him do these things. I'll provide the money and make it on the backside. And the worst part for us, Joe, was that we were successful for the first three or four deals we did. We made money. Yeah. All sense of security. Oh, oh yes. you Man, right. absolutely. One question I have 
Yeah, I'm a huge Tony Robbins student, and he talks about how emotions like fear and being scared or being maybe depressed or whatever, they're all action signals if we use them in an empowering way. And I don't remember what he said fear is and what that should lead us to, but I suspect it's something like get prepared, where if we're fearful about something, then we need to either get educated or more prepared. The question I have is along those lines, I have entered into partnerships with a good dose of fear, but then also it's because I know some of the aspects that they're good at that I'm not will help with the transaction, and it's gone well. So I am fearful that, hey, I really don't want to do this because I'm not going to set up the project for success. So how do you reconcile that with this approach? Well, you know, you said something perfect right there in that you are aware of your weaknesses, lack of a better way to put it, the things you don't bring to the table on that particular deal. And it was that awareness that made you fearful to move forward without correcting that. Yep. What I'm talking about for me is, I guess I had that same mentality, but I just didn't recognize what I needed in a partner. Mm-hmm. Instead, for me, it strictly was, I like this person. I'm good at what I've been doing. He's been good at what he's doing. This would be fun to be in a partnership with this person. He and I can make some money together. We had done other stuff together so we can, whatever it might be. It might be playing softball on Thursday nights together and we're going to meet for a happy hour, Monday, whatever. All right, it's these things that say, hey, this is what makes us a good partnership. And he's got time on his hands. He's got some experience. I was never asking the questions that you were asking right there of, does this person bring to the table exactly what I need? Forget mm-hmm. everything else about it. And do they bring to the table the specific things that are going to make me successful in this project? Mm-hmm. So being fearful and not moving forward because you don't have everything you need yet, that's smart. Now, I love the way that you said Tony Robbins puts it in the case of get educated, get yourself surrounded by the right pieces. Mm-hmm. Don't just stop. But for me, I didn't do that. I just kind of chose a partner that I thought it'd be fun to hang out with and I could make some money with. And I thought if I do lose, well, we both lose together. So it's no big deal because we're buddies. <laughs> Everyone loves losing over $100,000 with a friend. You should experience that with all your best friends. Highly recommend. Based on listening to you and taking notes, I've condensed it into a five-step thought process. And I want to run it by you to see if there's anything else that you'd like to add One is to know the skills that are needed to do what you want to do. Two is to identify the skills you bring. Three is to identify the skills that are lacking. Four is to know how you want to structure it. And then the fifth would be when you approach someone saying, hey, I know skills are needed. And you don't say it exactly like this, but say, I know the skills that are needed for this project RXYZ. I bring these skills. I think you can bring these other skills. I'd like to structure it as follows. What are your thoughts? Is that the approach that you would take? Yes. And I will add one asterisk for everybody to understand. And we'll see if you agree with this, that I was told by a very good mentor of mine that all partnerships end. And it's the responsibility of those entering into the partnership to decide on the front end how it will end. And that includes, as he pointed out, he's like, look, at some point, 
death is chasing us all. Man, I will not forget what you said up there on stage that we're all dying. I remember that from hearing you speak on stage, Joe, and that, yep. it, that is true. And so from the very beginning, set up, how will this look? Because it may look like one of you passes away at some point and what happens next. And so he said, if you will sit down and decide on the front end, if things go good, if things go bad, should there be a death, whatever happens, this is how we're going to handle it. Then that partnership has the pieces it needs to get started off on the right foot. If you partner with people because you like hanging out with them, as I did, you very well may end up as I did. And that is uh, no longer with a partnership and possibly losing money. Yeah, and I can tell you, if you bring in investors in a partnership, then they're going to ask the same question of what happens if one or both of you die. I've been asked that many times, and we have to make sure that it is written out in the agreement because then we go, well, good question. Let me show you point three, sub-bullet three, or whatever it is. Yeah, let me show you exactly what will happen. That's good. I love that, and... This has been great. It's a very clear theme and story. Is there anything as it relates to identifying the right partners that you want to mention that we haven't talked about already? I don't know about exactly the things you need to look for because everything is going to be different. But I love what you said earlier. I think clarity is really, really smart. So when you recognize that you don't need to move forward on something without having the right pieces in place, and that might be a partner, let that be a great starting point for you to start defining. What do I need? And I can't say this is always going to be the case, but I do believe that there's no need to be in a hurry. There's a need to get things done, and there's a need to have time frames, but there's no need to be in a hurry. When you know that you need to surround yourself with other pieces, get to defining it. Get to learning exactly what it is you need around you, and then go get it. As far as partnerships go, we don't necessarily have to have partners. We just need to identify the skills that are needed, and then perhaps we hire someone instead of bring on a partner. So maybe we hire a vendor to do that. Like I said earlier, sometimes the skill is already in you. You just don't know it. Maybe it's just learning a different way to look at something, taking a different approach. Some of that happens when you surround yourself with mentors and you run your ideas past them of what it is you feel like you need to be able to move forward on a project, and they're able to educate you that, you have these particular skills, you just need to hone in on it. You don't know it yet. Or you don't need to have a partnership to bring that skill. You've already got it. You need to bring it out of you. And so had I been told some of that back in the day, maybe I wouldn't have moved forward on that partnership. Who knows? Maybe I still would have because I had a different kind of fear. But hopefully you get the point there that it's all those steps, man. Surround yourself with good people. Know your strengths. Know what you need. Be clear and see what happens. Chris, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? I am always at memphisinvest.com and they can send me an email, chris at memphisinvest, or they can go right there onto our website and take a look around. There's lots of videos of me, I guess, and they can certainly register to get more information on our company. More than happy to try and help people get educated. Well, I love this conversation. It is about when to find the right partner or if to bring on a partner at all. And that is first, know the skills that are needed for your venture. Second, identify the skills you bring. Third, identify the skills you need. And like you just said, make sure that you don't have those skills and you just haven't uncovered them yet. And then lastly, look to structure it as follows for however you want to structure it. And as you mentioned, having 
an idea of what the end looks like because all partnerships end, we're all going to die or it's going to go in opposite directions for whatever reason. Who knows? Life happens. So know how it will be dissolved when the time does come to be dissolved. So thanks so much for being on show, Chris. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, man. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you. Adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Finally, your funding problem is 100% solved at CIX.com. At CIX.com, private lenders compete to fund deals. CIX facilitates over half a billion in loans for real estate investors weekly. Get funded and download your free funding kit at CIX.com.